The following may contain language that is not suitable for all audiences. It's time for the Low Fact Podcast. You know, I was listening to one of our older episodes, and in the beginning, you got oh, a lot of bells. Yeah, it's like 30 seconds of bells. And then there's like a minute and a half of bells at the other end. Do you think it's too much bells? A little bit. I think it's a little bit of a bell overkill. So what, what would be the optimal... Bell ratio? Bell ratio, yeah. How the hell should I know? I don't know either, man. I'm just making this up as I go along. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's too much bells. All right. Sorry about all the bells, people. As as I would say to to Blue Oyster Cult, too much cowbell. <laughs> they have do they have cowbells? I think it was an old skit with Saturday Night Live. Oh. Were they talking about more cowbell or something? So lots going on, but uh, you had something you want to talk about because the rest of the stuff that's going on is really just BS and I really don't care. I just feel, no, the, the only thing I was going to say is it just feels like a fucking repeat of 2008. Feel, feels like a repeat. Like, remember, remember Ukraine and uh, Crimea and all that shit coming up like around the time of the Sochi Olympics? No, I don't. Well, it was the same shit. Really? When was Obama? 2008? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Same shit, different president. Same president, really. So, I'm just like... You know, depending on who you listen to. So, I'm like, like the the war, the, the drums of war are being banged again. And I'm just like, why? Well... Why, why are we getting involved in shit in, in Russian foreign affairs? That is a... Uh, convoluted answer there's many 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 contributing factors to that well I'm kind of curious but I think the root of all the contributing factors to that or one of them is the fact that the bigger the group the easier life is for people really and then at a certain point I don't know where that point is that group funnily enough this is coming back to your thing that you wanted to talk about for this week not really. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I don't care. But I've been thinking about things a lot. Mainly because I've been putting more fiber into my diet, so I've been on the can a lot more lately. <laughs> and and we, and you wonder why you don't have a, have a hot girlfriend. Well, I guess girlfriends have to sit on the can, too. Hey, they, they stink, too. And uh, that's a that's a whole other discussion. I already know the answer to that, and I really don't care. Okay. But, yeah, the bigger the group, the easier life is for generally the group as a whole. And I think we're getting to the point where the group is probably getting a little bit too big. And life is getting a little bit too easy. As hard as life is, there is, there is, there are very, there are various degrees of lives. And, you know, the bigger the group, like I was telling you before, if it was just a group of you and me out there trying to, trying to make it, we each have to know everything. 
Oh, you mean like in the wild? Wherever. If we're trying to make a go, if we're trying to, to, to survive and it's just us, then we need to both know engineering, animal husbandry, uh, medicine, all Fire kinds making. of oh, that, that kind of goes into the skill set. But okay. yes, yes, we need, we need to know a whole lot of stuff. And it's not like I can know one half and you know the other because one of us can get hurt. What the fuck is animal husbandry? Is that dressing an animal? You mean like in tutus and scarves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Dressing okay. in tutus and scarves. No, is it is it skinning an animal? No, I think it's like raising cattle and all that junk. Okay. But I would I would I would put skinning an animal and all dressing all that stuff in the by the way, skinning skinning a skinning a cat is a really weird expression to use in I've, common parlance. I've never skinned one, and ever I never thought about someone it. someone used it like in common parlance on a business call this week with me. They were, they were, they were like blah blah blah. It's, you know, it's not it's you know it's not like skinning a cat. And I'm like, <laughs> when have you ever skinned a cat? And what does that have to do with anything? Anyway, <clears throat> the places your mind goes is. Mildly disturbing. Well, you're talking about survival, so I started thinking about skinning animals. But why would you think about skinning a cat? Because someone used it on a fucking business call, and I thought it was a really, really odd thing to say. Okay. Who skins a cat? People that are desperate for food? I don't know. Mm. Or psychopaths? Uh, so... So your your contention is that in the in, if it's a big group, things are... You don't have to know how to do a whole lot of different things. Well, the bigger the group, the more you can specialize. So, yeah. But what does that have to do with the Ukraine? What do you mean? What does it have to do with the Ukraine? I'm not seeing the connection. You just made a connection. You're like, this has to do with... Didn't you? I'm not sure. Ugh. <sighs> We started talking about the Ukraine, and then you started t- talking about big groups of people. Well, we're powered a little bit too much today by booze and, and cigarettes, so... Shaking my head. Now I'm just confused. Well, I just, I just, I just, I just keep on going back to the, the parable of Tower of Babel and what that really means, and I don't think it means what everyone thinks it means. You don't think it means what we talked about at meaning... Several months ago, no. Do you remember what you said it meant? Dude, I can't remember what I said five minutes ago. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> well, I think you said it had to do with the hubris of people. Oh. And thinking that they could, you know, be gods. Yeah, I don't think so anymore. I think it's more about the bigger the group, the easier life is, the more you can, the more you think, and the easier the life is, the the uh, subtle and yet significant differences in between trying to make it on without a group as opposed to in a group, right? It requires, it requires a slightly different skill set. The values that are, that are the, the, the attributes that are valued more highly in a group are not valued at all in a, in an individual setting, right? If you're in a big group, everyone doesn't have to be competent. In fact, probably a very small number of people need to be competent or the level of competence doesn't need to be that high for you to start 
living, you know, pretty well. Right. So you think there's a whole lot of people and like, to take large, large organizations as an example, because you were talking about bureaucracies and large organizations last week, there's, there's people within those organizations that have a certain skill set that this wouldn't be important at all if it was a yeah if there were small out, group if there well yeah if there, if it was if there was a small group in which in which a high level of competence in any endeavor right if I have to clear a field and I'm the best field clearer on earth I still couldn't clear a field by myself as fast or as well as 10 people who are only half as good as me. Right. Okay. Or even a quarter as good as me. Yeah. Which is why it's funny when people say that they can do the job of five people. Because I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah, it's utter BS. I mean, even like five incompetent people can do more work than you. It doesn't matter how good you are. Very true. Five people gang up on you, you're going to get hurt. Unless you're like Steven Seagal. And decide to attack you one at a time? Yeah. <laughs> and I realize that's fiction. But... Well, no. Five people with bats <laughs> against one unarmed St- Steven Seagal? Steven Seagal's going to get his ass beat. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially now, because he's too fat to even run away. I don't know if he was ever... He was skinny. He was skinny in the in the in some of the original movies he did. Able to run away, but he had really weird body proportions too. And oh, I don't remember that. But he was he was a really good. He wasn't a keto master. I mean, so there you go. But you know, five people with bats come at you. The only way you're going to be able to survive is if they're do it one at a time, <laughs> and even then. No, but with the with the Ukraine thing, I was just thinking of, um, and I was also thinking about about militaries in general. You know, war fighting is a perishable skill. If you have a military, you need to fight. Do you need to fight often and all the time, like we like we did in Afghanistan and and in the Middle East? Uh Possibly, but you should also fight to win, which I don't think we were doing. Right. So, you know, there's that. And then there's, you know, then there's all the, um, I forget what the article was that I'd read, what they called it, but just like uh, the leadership class and the qualifications that they deem important to go up in that, in that certain society. You mean in the military in the military society? Well, in any society. I mean, if you think about it, what was important to the Chinese bureaucrats uh, in the late nineteenth century? Is that when? Is that when? Uh, is that when they were getting their butts handed to them by all the Western powers? That would be late nineteenth. Yeah, late nineteenth, early twentieth. So the 18-something or others? Yeah, so to, to, to go up in those societies, you need to be really good at the Confucian philosophies for the entrance exams to move up. Now, 
Confucian society, Confucian philosophy is not going to really do you much good. Um, that didn't do them much good when they were fighting against the British. Then, then when they were, and then when they were carved up by all the the Western powers, including Japan, who decided to become a Western power by kicking Russia's butt. Oh, is that what happened with Japan? Yeah, uh, the Russo-Japanese War in nineteen oh five. They were they were. This, the, the conventional historical wisdom is when uh, whatever Commodore opened them up in the 18, late 1860s to trade with the United States, the U.S. sent a bunch of black ships out there and <clears throat> kind of uh, cleaned their clocks. Really? Yeah. And so opened them up to trade and all that stuff. And they're like, well, let's send people out all over the world to learn about the West. So, you know, that's, that's around. What was the black ship? It was just a warship. But that just. It was just a U.S. naval warship, but I guess they painted them black at the time or something. I don't know. And they got their asses kicked. Well, it's like, um, it's like, uh, gosh, who was it? Was it Pizarro or Coronado? You're asking the wrong guy. Uh, well, the conquistadors, right? When they were when they decimated the Incan Empire, I guess it was Pizarro. I don't know who it was, but basically I read a, I read an account where it was, it was these thousands of Inca warriors, right? And you had like maybe two dozen conquistadors on a, on a, on, on horseback uh-huh. with muskets and swords. They have swords? Yeah. With, with metal. Right. And they had horses and they just, you know, that was enough. They all thought they were going to get killed because there's just so many. Inca, right? Uh huh. But the horse just freaked them out so much because there were no horses in 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 on the on the South American, well, in North or South America at the time, that these two dozen guys were able to just plow through and get the king or whatever, just win. Really? <clears throat> That's but, surprising to me. Well, yeah. If it, if it was two thousand guys that just, I mean. There are going to be people that get, get, that's why, okay, that's why when I hear people say, like, the whole Ben Carson comment years ago when there was, like, some shooting, and he was like, you know, we should have just bum-rushed him. He can't get all of us, and this is true, right? But are you willing to be one of those guys that get taken out so that everybody else can can keep on going. Well, you got to have those guys, don't you, that are willing to do it. <clears throat> yes, yes, definitely. What what happened? Hmm? What happened with Ben Carson? No, he was just making a statement about some incident. Yeah, and it and it was it, it, the better the better the better the better illustration is Tombstone. Where, you know, the Kurt Russell characters Face, there's there's only a few of them uh-huh. facing off against a whole bunch of the Clantons and all those guys. Right. And the Ike Clanton character is like, come on, boys, you can't take us all out. And he's like, just you. And he's like, yeah, but you are going to have a hole in your head big <laughs> enough for a boat to sail through. I remember that scene. He's got the gun like right on his forehead. Yep. And, and they're like, he ain't serious. And Ike Clanton's like, he's serious. Oh, yeah, he's serious. He's serious. So that's the that's the dilemma. Yeah. You know, human wave 
there's nothing that can beat a human wave that, that can beat a wave you know you, you can't fight back sheer numbers yeah but you know each one of those numbers is an individual that don't want to die so you know that is the and I, I understand that we're not really talking about anything. Wow, what a surprise. And, you know, if people want to... I, I, I hope people like to use us as a, as a sleep aid. That, that just kind of turns me on. But Because you, you mentioned Crimea, so I don't know too much about the history of the Ukraine and Russia other than that they well, separated and then it was so that they could well, Ukraine, get more NATO seats, right? I think, I think, well, no, UN seats. I don't think, well, Ukraine was never really a country on its own until the Soviet Union. I think Ukraine used to be part of Poland when Poland was the ship, which, right. which is really, you know, you got to remember that Poland was once a grand kingdom. It yeah. was huge. Right. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. <clears throat> You know, around the time, I think it was still pretty big around the time our country was getting was started. Was it called Poland? Probably not. Well, it was the kingdom. Right, the kingdom of Poland. Or the empire, I don't know. So they had the port and all that shit. They had Crimea. Crimea's big, right? Uh, I, I don't know geographic size, but I do know that the Black Sea Fleet, the port, I forget what the port is, is in Crimea. <laughs> Uh-huh. And that is that is one of one of the few ports, usable ports that Russia had or the Soviets had. Right. And that was that was the home base for the back for the Black Sea Fleet and they could sail from that port past Turkey into the Mediterranean. Uh-huh. So for for the Soviet Union and then later Russia, that port is very important. Mm-hmm. And I did read somewhere that when the Soviet Union came about, they kind of created the Ukraine and said that it was like a separate country so that they could get more seats in the UN or something. Okay. And then, you know, various other geopolitical things kind of going on. Like now it's kind of, kind of starting to bite them in the butt. Uh-huh. Um, war over, war over Crimea or Ukraine. Yes, I know. The, the people of the United States, and I'm one of them, that are kind of sick of war. But on the flip side, if you're going to have a military, that military needs to know how to fight. I just think it's funny that like everyone's like, Trump's a warmonger, he's going to start all these wars, and yada, 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 yada. There was no war. Because... Like, start any wars. Well, it's just like Reagan, right? Everybody thought Reagan was crazy. And the Russians didn't do shit. Because they thought Trump he was crazy. Because they didn't know what the fuck he was going to do. As much as, much as people like to think that... that world leaders or whatever are these just crazy thug whatever blah 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 that's propaganda <laughs> I think that anybody who sits in a governmental seat or high up in any governmental seat whether it be bureaucracy or elected or or totalitarian coup they're really from the same ilk which is what survival well that too but but the amassing of power and influence so that you can sit around and, you know, be surrounded by, by people feeding you grapes and burritos and hookers and whatnot. 
Yes, it is funny that I, I equate having ultimate power with being with being sitting around with, with, with burritos and hookers. So I'm supposing my empire would probably not get any bigger than Tijuana. Mine is just family guy and Peter, <clears throat> the kangaroo with with the big uh, palm fronds. Yeah. Well. Cowboy hat sitting around naked. Um but I didn't but you know, I mean there was there was something recently that came out, um I guess from Special Operations Command about how certain people are getting cheated for. Oh, and that's another thing. I mean, I, a lot of people in my personal life think that I'm a misogynist or anti-woman because I keep harping on about people getting cheated for. And the examples that I happen to use just happen to be women. But, you know... Focusing on my statement is not really correct. It's focusing on the just the statement. And because we're in a big group and for the last, for the last, shoot, I don't know, 60 years, we've been the, we've been one of the strongest groups this country. Oh, I lost my thought. But anyway, <clears throat> um, yeah, I lost my thought. I, I, we got what's need to stop feeding you beer. Well, you know, it's kind of hard when we're powered by by booze and booze and tobacco. There's definitely a lot of booze and tobacco today. So, so yeah, it just like it just feels like Groundhog Day to me, um, and it just feels like the same shit. Just coming around, coming around, right? I mean, we, we took a little break with coronavirus over the last, what is it, three years fucking wasted? Going into. Um, it's just weird. It's just like time lost. But but now, <clears throat> now it feels like all of a sudden, you know, the stuff's going away because it's just leading to all this unpopularity, right? Like people are worried about their, their political uh, lives, and so now, now it's like back to business as usual. Well, probably for a while. And 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 it's like, is everybody just going to forget everything that went on? I hope not. Unfortunately, I believe that most people are pretty forgiving and have very short attention spans. Well, I don't think they should be. Well, I don't know. Do you want people to to carry grudges? Uh, well, not for and, me. And stick to them. Because, I mean, that's, I mean that's, like it depends. Well, that's kind of the alternative, right? I mean, I think people should remember what went on. Most definitely, but you know, it. I think it takes a lot to what to remember. Yeah. Well, I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm pretty pissed off still at China. At various places, at various politicians. Well, they're just doing... And having to wear the fucking masks. They're just doing what they think they need to do to keep their power. In my opinion. It might be... It might be... Which involves, what, pushing around everybody? Well, that's kind making of... Children, making small children wear masks outside in fucking L.A. County? So? What's that, what's that achieving? Other than saying, we can make you do stuff. That's stupid. Well, that's pretty... Wouldn't you, don't you want to do that? What, be able to boss people around? You know, you know, you know, when you, when you train an elephant, 
you, you get them when they're baby elephants and, you know, beat them a bunch and then tie them to a little stake. Uh-huh. And the baby elephant can't pull it out. They're not strong enough. So yeah. then it, and then you want them defeated. So that when become when they become a full grown elephant and can like kick that off with no problem, yeah. They don't even try. I know. I know. It's so weird that you should talk about that story because I saw I saw a guy talking about it in like a Instagram post the other day. Well, that's he was using it as an example of how basically your mind dictates fucking just about everything that you can do. Right, but that's basically what someone in power wants to do to the people they're in power over. Yes. As much as anybody says, nobody wants nobody wants soldiers or citizenry that they can that they can't control or barely control. I don't care if you're I don't care if you're a politician in a seemingly liberal Western democracy or the biggest, baddest dictator in a totalitarian regime. You've got all kinds of fears going on that you're going to lose your seat, that you're going to lose your power, right? that you're going to lose your status, your viv. You don't need your citizenry to be able to tell you what to do, even though that's what the purpose and might and might be beneficial for most people. And funny you should talk about the mind because you were actually talking about wanting to um, the whole self-motivation thing. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, when you push yourself and you think you're the point of, of at the end of the year rope. You're you're really only twenty five percent there. Yeah, you're right. It's that that's what I wanted to talk about was motivation, right? Like like well, more importantly, self motivation. Self motivation. So you, I was like, man, I have so much difficulty with self motivation, especially after I've like been doing stuff for a while, right? Like whatever it is I'm doing whatever it is I've been doing, I get to a certain point where I'm like a certain amount of time in doing whatever it is I'm doing. And I'm like, at a certain point, I'm just like, I feel very unmotivated. Right. And every year I'm like, Oh, this will be the year where I get motivated to do this and to do that. And just, it, you know, it doesn't happen. And I'm just like, I'm like, why is it, why is so self-motivation so difficult? And like, how do you, you know, other than like doing some kind of fucking, I don't know, military training where they, where they teach you the self-motivation skills, like how do you, shit, can you even teach yourself to be self-motivated? I think to a certain extent you can. There are people that have more of it than others. <clears throat> and that, and that, why is it easier if there's a group? Because you feed off each other. Right. Why, why do, why do churches... Why do political rallies, why do, why do, why do all these things want you to have a whole bunch of people? Like if you ever, I don't know if you've ever been to a, a, um, what's it called? Super church? Well, not even that, but just the, the, that, that type of, of Protestantism. Um, 
Uh, I can't eat a couple of times, like where they speak in the tongues and everything. No, no, no. Uh, well, okay. So in church, right? Church with two people. Mm. Kind of hard to get motivated. Even a church with 20 people, bro. Sure. Church with 200 people. Everybody singing, everybody praying together, everybody whatever. Mm-hmm. Or football game or a political rally. Real easy. Like, you know, a small group can just... A small group within that large group can all of a sudden... That enthusiasm... Right. Just feed... Everyone feeds off of it. And, and the opposite... And you go home with it. And the opposite's true. Right? Like fear. You got a situation where there are a bunch of people that need to defend something. And, you know, let's say 10% of those guys are defeated and just like, oh, we're all going to die. Yeah. You want to get those guys out of there because fear is just as just, just, just contagious. Enthusiasm and fear is all contagious. Right. So, you know, yeah, it's easier to be motivated and ready to do battle when you're in line with, you know, a thousand of your warrior buddies all like, ah, right. <laughs> But what if you're, what if you're, what if the opposite is true? What if you're the 10 guys facing the thousand of those other warriors going, and you're like, oh shit, I'm going to die. Well, then you would have to, there would have to be some guys around that were like, you know, we're going to fucking, we're going to defend the shit. And we, you know, there would have to be some motivation, I suppose. Well, there was a, but, but, there was a there was a meme that I love that I love, uh, and it's like, um, you know, there's no real difference between the brave man and the coward. It's just the brave man looks at the face of death and goes, eh, "Fuck it, fuck it." What was that? What was that uh, t-shirt you saw the other day? Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. I don't know if I've got the balls to wear that, but I, I'm thinking the fuck off on a hoodie would be pretty good. It's 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 a funny shirt, but to go back to 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 motivate to self motivation, right? It's it's there's there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of elements to that. One of them is the realization that, especially in the physical, like when you're physically exerting yourself and you're like, I got nothing left. Mm-hmm. You've actually got seventy five percent more left. See, my problem is I just feel tired. Again, that's just like, like fatigue. Sure, hey, I know what you mean. All the fucking time, dude. Uh huh. And you and you know what? You you got enough gas. You haven't even reached the halfway point of the gas in your tank <sighs> when you feel that way. So why do I feel like having a sleep all the, all the time? Because it look, the difference between animals that wear clothes and animals that don't is that the animals that wear clothes get to the point of like, oh, this is going to be tough. Let's keep going. The animals that don't, it's like, oh, this is going to be tough. Let's not bother with this. What the fuck are you talking about? Are you talking about humans and other animals? Yes. Okay. <laughs> really? So there's the, there's the inertia but factor. But animals have fur coats. There's the inertia factor. Well, they should have grown thumbs. <sighs> There's the, the inertia factor to, to, to making self-motivation a little bit harder or easier. And there's also the success factor. Okay. You know, how long can you keep motivating yourself when all you do is not, not measure up? 
the opposite of all I do is win, win, win. When you're winning, quote unquote, pretty easy. Pretty easy to think that you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Pretty easy to think, I got all this stuff, and that's because I'm great. How many times can you have stuff chipping away at you? Right? When you're a when you're a gazillionaire, it's a lot easier to have like <laughs> non money making things, like having business deals go bad, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Speaking of gazillionaires, I saw a meme from. Uh, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Elon Musk's meme, but he, I guess he reshared it, and then someone reshared it on Instagram, and it was like, it was like the key to happiness. It was like. Sleep, water, you know, steak and broccoli, not being on Twitter. Um, yeah, so so what you would think, right? Like rest, good diet, exercise, water, and then like not getting engaged on social media. And I'm like, that's very easy for a billionaire to say that. Yeah, and they got there. Because he has like a whole group of fucking people and they got taking there. care of his shit to make life easier for him. And they got there at a sheer fortune sheer dumb fortune i mean and i like the meme but i'm just like elon musk really think about it <sighs> remember what i talked when i was talking about michael jordan uh-huh and him being one of the greatest basketball players ever uh-huh true but michael jordan born a hundred maybe even a hundred and fifty years before he was born. Yeah. Michael Jordan's a slave. Right. All of our all of our captains of industry, Elon Musk, he hit him born ten years earlier. Yeah. There's no Elon Musk. By the way. There's no PayPal. It was PayPal, yeah, I knew it was PayPal. So what did he fucking do though? He was a coder, I think. He he's a coder? Yeah. So he didn't even, like, build anything then. Maybe. But I don't don't understand why people get so upset when, like... Because remember one time we went went to a meeting in the Valley and and that guy got kind of bent out of shape, right? When you were, like, kind of, like... Basically, you weren't enthusiastic (laughs) about Elon Musk, right? Like, I don't even think you said anything, like, particularly negative... You just weren't like effusively, oh, I fucking love Elon Musk. Well, maybe that... Maybe and he kind of got like bent out of shape. And I'm like, why would he care? I what think, do you think? I think because that leads him to question his beliefs. And if that's... If all it takes is one non-enthusiastic person to that get you... That he doesn't even know, like stranger. That to question your belief, then you didn't hold that belief very highly in the first place. Yeah. Or very firmly. I just found that pretty odd. You know, any of these people, Steve Jobs, born 10 years later. Yep. Steve Jobs was like, it was exactly the the right moment, right? It was like him and a bunch of the guys. All of those guys, let's say they were born 10 years earlier. Not the right time. They, they can't, they're, they're too, they're too early. Yeah. That's crazy when you think about it. Or 10 years later. Right. They're, they're too late. Somebody else somebody else will fill that vacuum. And didn't I forget with uh what's his face, Microsoft man. Um 
Bill Gates. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't he fucking... Who was it he interned? He, he had some amazing internship that, like, taught him a lot. I forget where where he did it. Well, you got me. I but what it, whatever it was, it was like it was like what gave him all the skills that he needed. And again, it was like perfect timing. Well, that's that's pretty much, I'd say, a hundred percent of life. Timing. And it's not timing of your control. Like I said, it's outrageous fortune. And again, that's my belief system on fate. You either believe in fate or you don't. It's one of those all or nothing type deals. To me. You can't take a little bit of fate, uh, take a little bit of believing in fate, and then, you know, See, discarding. It's not Jeet Kundo. So do you, coming back to the self-motivation thing, do you think people, there's different levels of resilience, right, that people naturally have, probably based on their... Yes, yes, definitely Based true. on what they've probably been through. Yes, exactly. Right. But then different people have handled things differently. Yes, so you could have two people, you could have one person that is abused mentally, physically or whatever, who goes on to overcome, persevere and become some badass versus somebody that went through the same kind of abuse and then basically becomes a drug addict. Well, it succumbs. I mean, that was... Uh... So is that chemistry or like, what is it? Uh, yeah, I believe that. I believe that's brain chemistry. I mean, that was the, um, that was very similar to the... Um to the uh, it's been so long since I read Freakonomics but there was uh, there was there was an illustration of two people one was a middle class guy was really good at academics went to the best schools and you would have thought would have been on track mm -hmm. to be full blown academic success right and then another guy who was born with basically every disadvantage you can think of, right? Uh, black, uh, bad neighborhoods, uh, surrounded by crime. Poverty. Uh, and poverty. And I think maybe also engaged in some petty level crimes when he was a young teenager. And you would think that he would just be some guy, some statistic in the prison system. Right. And then they say, well, you know, this white middle class dude was Ted Kaczynski. Oh, fuck. Who became the Unabomber. And this this black guy, black underprivileged guy, became like some heavy-hitting professor at Harvard or something. Kaczynski's still the number one domestic terrorist, right? Well, I don't know about numbers. In terms of, like, how many did he kill? Well, if you're talking about sheer numbers, it's Tim McVeigh. and Is it? Yeah, it's the Oklahoma bombing guys. Oh, uh, right. But that was one act. Kaczynski, he, he sent mail bombs and he, stuff, he did, right? He sent mail bombs. Apparently there's a... And then he got caught. Like, it was totally random how he got caught. Well, it was, it's generally totally random how any of these people get caught. Mm. But... So, yes, to your point, yes, it's all... There are, there are differences in people. But there are also a lot of similarities. But and can you train for resilience, though? That's the question. I don't know. I think, I think you can amplify resilience because i feel like generation x in general are more resilient than millennials for some reason this is something that i observed during the coronavirus during the lockdown 
with me versus my neighbors was that like I and maybe you know it probably helped that I was hanging out with you and your family and just kind of like like doing doing some things that were kind of normal like keeping normal things going but dude I watched my neighbors just descend over a period of months like I, I would see my neighbors and I'd be like good good lord yeah, well, it's right. the difference. Like, what is the what is the deal? I don't know. I don't know what things were like in the in the seventies, late seventies, early eighties in New Zealand. But here, you know, there was nothing to do. It was still pretty safe. I mean, mm-hmm. as a as a young as a young boy growing up in the backwoods of Georgia, <laughs> I love how like to, to if you if you saw where I grew up, you're ding, like, ding, 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 you'd be ding, like, ding, this ding, is ding. not backwoods, you lion sack. Yeah, but there was like outdoorsy stuff right yeah i would you know summertime happened daylight would the sun would crack out i'd go out and i wouldn't come back till it got dark that's what we did too like and we would just like cruise around and be groups we would descend on somebody's house some parent who like some faceless parent would throw give some food to us (laughs) and then we would head off again like the parents were just kind of peripheral right yeah like like it's like the like the teacher and Charlie Brown like you like like I, I I don't remember the parents particularly. Go ride your bikes, go explore in the woods, Dude, play football, play. But baseball. also mischievous shit too, right? Like as mischievous mis- as mischievous as a bunch of nine year olds can get into. Yeah. You can get pretty mischievous. I mean, we did some pretty stupid shit. Yeah, but you didn't do anything destructive. Uh, did you did... burn down someone's house? No. Did you kill somebody? No. Well, there's still. That stuff used there to happen. There was this poor bastard that we thought was like a, a pedo, and we um, put nails under all the wheels of his car. Well, you know. And he was probably just going through a bad breakup or something. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel sorry for that poor bastard because if he's listening and this happens to get to New Zealand, he's going to be like, you mother little motherfuckers. Because like, he would have got two miles down the road and had four flat tires. Yeah, well. But anyway... Um, but that's I, the difference. I mean, kids, kids in that were being raised in the '90s and 2000s had loads of supervision. See, I, I, I don't think it's just about supervision. I think it's the fact that that we had to fucking find stuff to do again. Two channels, supervision, two right? Supervision, right? It really comes down to that supervision, and and the idea. That competence and self-confidence, while definitely interrated, interrelated, I think people got the cart before the horse on that one. They thought, they, you know, because those two things are interrelated, confidence and competence, there was a big push into amping up the confidence right? and thinking that the, the competence... Would just follow. come, yeah. Such a and, bad, and and it's the other way around. Yes, they are, they are, inex- they are, they are interconnected. Yeah, you don't have one without the other, right? Yeah, but one comes first. But you don't want the confident surgeon that has done no training. I don't want the confidence. I don't want the confident surgeon who's been cheated for. Right. Because like and, that fuck is going to kill you. Probably. And and throughout history, for the most part. That was a small cohort. The people that had been cheated for. Right. It was usually the ne'er-do-well sons of the powerful. Right. And the Hunter Bidens of this world. Hunter Bidens, the Kennedys. Yeah. Um, the Royals. The Royals. Name your country. They're all there. Right. But in this country... 
the people that are getting cheated for has expanded. It is no longer the small group of ne'er-do-well children of the powerful. It's fucking yeah, everybody. Almost. That's a lot. But, and I'm not, and I'm cognizant of the fact that everybody gets a helping hand every now and then. Well, you can't, the idea that you can like just, in a ve- like just, the idea that no one gets a hit by being helped, that's, that's some bullshit. That is, that's, that's total and utter. And anyone you know, that believes it is just well. A lot lying. of the a lot of the conservatives espouse that they say you know pull yourself up by your own bootstrings. I'm like, so you never got a fucking hand from anybody? Sure. Yeah, that's that's bullshit. You know, that's bullshit. You know. But I've seen way too many examples of people <clears throat> who don't have. They got more than a helping hand. They got they got. Sure enough, objectively cheated for people have cheated on their behalf to get them to places. That they have no business being. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to set out an example because there are examples from every subgroup of our country. There are the, there are the popular culprits nowadays, but they're not the only ones. Everyone's got a helping hand. And I think everyone should get a helping hand every now and then. I mean, you just can't get anywhere without it. But when it becomes a helping hand becomes negative when it's you don't have you don't have the level of the minimal level of competence. And yet they keep on pushing. Oh, and telling you how Well, not just not just telling you how good you are, but giving you these opportunities that you probably shouldn't get. And they, they will rise. There are people that have risen to, to astounding heights. And then... And you can tell. <laughs> and it becomes, it becomes the example I told you. Right? Let's say you have these two people that have to take the same written test. One person has to do it from memory. And one person gets the list of the questions. Yep. Now, and they both score 100%. You can't, there's no way anyone's going to sit there and say, oh yeah, that person that got the the questions beforehand is on the same par with the person that do it from memory. No. But, you know, there's, there's just, there's just too much, there's just too much of this narrative of there's an equal, what's that stupid commercial from one of those online schools, you know, like life hands out competence of genius or whatever in equal amounts but they don't give out opportunities in equal amounts oh we're trying right to help yeah it's about opportunity and and I'm just like everything's about opportunity well I think that part of it's true yeah everything's about opportunity but not everyone that has risen to where they've risen are the the, the same level of competence and I don't think that it's possible to do that because you can't you can't have as I said before you can't have a society Let's where where it's all about, you know, how 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 much what your ability is. I mean, think about what family would be like if you if you have like four kids. <laughs> Excuse me. And 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 two of them or or and two of them just kind of no good as toddlers or whatever. <laughs> what are you going to do? Starve those kids? I mean, if you think about if you think about. Um, be like little Johnny's just he's just a waste of space, man. Yeah, how do you know like that? Like he can't he couldn't figure out how to like put those shapes. He can't even 
do the the shape puzzle. Yeah, could you imagine? Could you imagine if we if we applied Spartan Spartan level benchmarks, and if you didn't make it, you just kind of like starve to death? Yeah, no. And and, and professional sports like like uh, that was uh, that was one thing that I saw right in professional sports. <laughs> the locker rooms are filled with people, pretty much with birthdays between January and March. Because they're bigger. Well, when you're a little kid playing Little League, yeah. someone who's born in January of 19, of, of 2000, whatever, yeah, and some kid who was born in December of that same year, you're all put in the same league because yeah. it's, by, it's by years. But when you're eight, someone with like nine so months. you be some kind of a fucking freak if you're born in December and you fucking make, make the cut. Yeah. Like, like exceedingly good. Yeah. Because you're competing with basically kids who are a year older than you. Yeah. And that makes a difference. You know, when you're 19, not that big of a difference. When you're eight. Do you think parents who want to have, like, superstar children plan when they're going to have the kids? I'm sure they do. That, that's just, that's a freaky idea to me. I'm sure they do. <laughs> like, we need to have this kid in, like, January, February, March. Yeah. So let's, let's fuck now. <laughs> when are you ovulating? That's just crazy. Has someone, honey, are you in April? Are you ovulating? Yes, let's do it now. But yeah, because because it the whole like equal opportunity, equal, everybody has the same skills thing. That's that's kind of a crazy idea when you think about it. Because I'm like, what in life would tell you that like that 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 things in the real world is that this is this equal consistent fucking thing. Why would Across you care? What? Why would you care? What do you mean? Why would I care? No, that's. I'm. I'm. I'm asking you from the non-objective point of view that you're talking about right now, because you know when you go from the objective to the subjective, things things change real fast, right? That's the whole. That's the whole. Are you asking me as an objective? Well, that's the whole thing. Like person, or do you remember the? Do you remember the the funny cartoons that are supposed to make you laugh about like, oh yeah, there are people that are against abortion and all that until their daughter, the funda- the fundamentalist Christian who's against abortion until their teenage daughter says I'm pregnant or whatever, right? Right. Well, if I'm a true fundamentalist Christian and I'm against abortion, and my teenage daughter comes to me and says that I'm pregnant, that doesn't change. My yeah. view on abortion. Yeah. But the people try to use, throw people's hypocrisy in your face, right? The, all the religious, uh, quote unquote, leaders are people saying, oh, you know, you need to stay in school. You need to be with one woman, you know, not have extramarital affairs. And it turns out they've had tons. And they're like, ah, see that? You've had tons of extramarital affairs. I'm like, well, if you had the opportunity, you would too. It takes an incredibly strong person not to do that. What's pointing the finger like like what is it? Let he who has sinned cast the first stone, right? I mean, let he who's without sin cast the first stone. Without what did I say? He is with sin. sin. I mean, without sin. I mean, everybody's a damn hypocrite. Mm-hmm. So if you calling if you're sitting there calling somebody a hypocrite, I'm like, whoa, are you not a hypocrite? Well, that's the whole point, right? You're changing the narrative. And you they, have you have nothing to say. Should should people who who get married stay with their married spouse and not cheat? Definitely. How many how many people? 
I, I say if you get 100 people, there are 100 people will be like, yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. And if you give each and every one of those 100 people a chance to do it without getting caught or with varying, you know, whatever, I'm pretty sure a pretty high percentage are going to do it. Yeah. You know, that's why, that's why as much as I, I dislike corruption, government bureaucracies, and all that, uh, you know, the chances of you getting into, into a situation like that and not being corrupted are God astronomically low. I mean, that the, the, the thing that I go back to is, uh, Huey Long, perhaps one of the historically, one of the most corrupt people in American politics in the 20th century. When he was going in, <coughs> he was pretty idealistic. Lyndon Johnson, another guy who I think was probably pretty corrupt, started out as a teacher for really? poor people in Texas. And then that idealistic guy turned into someone who liked to take a shit in front of the reporters to embarrass people. Now, he was the guy that did his press conferences on the on Yeah, the, on the on can. The he'd, be, he'd, be taking a, he'd, be, he'd be taking a shit like, yeah, I'll answer questions. And I'm just sitting there going, dude, that's fucked up. That's just weird. I mean, that is just as messed up as the stories I heard about the 80s, those porn guys uh, who would have those women just... Yeah, yeah. let's not even go there, man. I don't like to hear about that. But that's, you know, you're a bully, but that's, that's the nature of power. It's, it's depraved. Well, that's the nature of power. If you think that you can hold on to power and not be, like, affected by it, then I think you should start handling uranium rods with your bare hands. <laughs> Because power is like... But everyone radio- thinks they won't be. Power is like radioactivity. You know? You hang out with it, it's going to kill you. In pretty disgusting ways. Yeah. You know, hearing about someone dying from radiation sickness is not a death that I would want to have. Mm-mm. Did you watch that series? I forget whether you watched it with me, the one on HBO. Oh, Chernobyl? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty disturbing. Well, what was wor- what was what was worse was a scene out of uh this movie, this old HBO movie called Fat Man and Little Boy. It was a story about the the bomb. Okay. And John Cusack played one of the guys who was uh at Los Alamos. And I guess one of the experiments was going and the the, the nuclear part of it was not going down to where it was supposed to be. Like there was a there was a box, a lead box it was supposed to fall into and mm-hmm. it wouldn't fall. And just instinctively, the guy just grabbed it and put it in the box. Oh, fuck. And it was just like, he was like, ugh. And then they showed him, like, you know, hours later, his head was swelled up, his eyes was shut. It just, he just, it just, ugh. Oh, it, that's... It looked like some kind was of... Was that Kusek's character? Yeah, yeah. And does he die? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't... Like, how long does he live? Like a day. Oh, fuck. That's horrendous. I mean, that was, that was an OD of radiation. And I think that's what power is like. That's what government's like. That's all that stuff like. So I, I look at it like fire. You want it to be like a very small campfire. You know, enough to keep you warm, but not enough to make you go nuts. 